You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz Palaika, and with me today are Kate Abbott. How do? And Petra Burke. Hello. And one of Kindred Spirits trainers, Melissa Duffy. Hello. (laughs) And today we're talking about pet first aid. Here at Kindred Spirits, we teach the American Red Cross pet first aid course, and Kate and I both be former vet techs. We take first aid pretty seriously, so we figured we'd devote this uh, podcast to the subject, talking a little bit about the emergency first aid course and some of the things that you can do as first aid practices for your dog. So hold on, take a listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. The world has changed. One in five relationships now begin on an online dating site. And while you never know where things will lead, Match.com has led to more dates, more relationships, and more marriages than any other site. Join today. Pet Life Radio listeners get 25% off the price of a membership. Just go to mevio.match.com and enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y. That's M-E-V-I-O dot M-A-T-C-H dot com and enter the code DOGGY to get 25% off Match.com. Homeowners, did you know a burglar could break into your home and get away in just five minutes? A locked door may not be enough to keep a thief out of your home. Think about what you can lose, and then think about this. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-800-866-5784. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. So call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. 
Call 1-800-866-5784. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 a month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-800-866-5784. That's 1-800-866-5784. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about pet first aid, specifically dog first aid. Kindred Spirits does teach the emergency American Red Cross Emergency Pet First Aid course, quite a mouthful. So Kate, why don't you talk about that since you've been teaching the last few? Well, I highly recommend it for for all pet owners. There's so much that you can do if you know what to do that will help reduce your pet's pain and possible permanent injury if you can do it quickly. And might save you on vet bills too when you get there. Or potentially save a life. Save a life. Petra faced that with her little Pomeranian. Oh, Keely. Thank you to a Starbucks straw. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, mouth so, to mouth and all that good stuff. Well, Petra and her family and Keely were attacked by Africanized oh. bees. Everybody got yeah. stung, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, poor Keely went into shock and stopped breathing. I now know what my Stephen King horror is. It is the Africanized, quote, killer bees yeah. mm-hmm. that are moving in to, so they're here. They're, they're here. here in Southern California now. Yeah. Well, they had it in my backyard. Didn't the uh, guy who come out to take care of them tell you that almost all of the honeybees now are yeah. Africanized to some extent? Yep. Southern that's, California. That's pretty scary. They're a very different critter. They sting a whole lot more than the European honeybee we've yeah. been used to. Mm-hmm. And for a little little one like your Pomeranian, the bees get caught in the fur, they stay there, they sting till they die, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take a whole lot. And no. it put her into anaphylactic shock. I mean, to see her, she just flopped over and then immediately stopped breathing, and yeah, it was literally chest compressions and breathing through his, her nose and putting got, a Starbucks put straw. straw to intubate her so you can breathe through a straw and... Actually, put a one of those um, Benadryl strips mm-hmm. so it dissolves and gets her system faster and brought her back. Yeah. If the throat started. closed up, you wouldn't have been able to get a uh, pill down her. No, yeah. uh-uh. no. By the time we got to the vet, and granted it was like 10 minutes, she was sitting in my lap, breathing on her own. Now, intubating with or without a uh, Starbucks straw is not something that's taught in the first aid no. camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but the other aspects of it, uh, they all gave you confidence to try. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Definitely. And now, unfortunately, that. poor dog, anytime there's a fly or anything, she just, she just freaks out so yeah <laughs> don't blame her <laughs> but some of the topics are um, well first of all knowing what is normal for your dog 
what's a normal temperature? What's a normal heart rate? What's a normal respiration? And just their personality. And you something was wrong with Keely. After the bees hit, just watching them like, oh, she's not acting right. Mm-hmm. So know what you're, what is, what's right and wrong when, with your dog's mannerism, their personality. That was the first clue. If you're concerned that a dog has heat stroke and you take its temperature, how do you know if that's normal or abnormal mm-hmm. if you don't know what normal well, is? Well, normal's exactly. between 101 to 102. Mm-hmm. Now, stress can make it go a little higher, but anything over 102.5 is something to pay attention to. Anything lower than 101 should be paid attention to. So know what's normal so that you can then diagnose as much mm-hmm. as possible and then start the first treatment while you're hopefully able on your way to get to emergency help. Mm -hmm. Which brings up, know your veterinarian's phone number. And if your veterinarian doesn't do after-hours calls or he refers emergency calls after-hours, know where he refers them. Petra had a case of that, too, when she went to bring her old dog to emergency and the emergency clinic had moved. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Thank goodness he wasn't in a life-threatening condition, but I mean, there's something wrong with him. But, but it yeah, still it, took you an extra 20 it, minutes it to did. get there. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I called and told them I was on my way, but they didn't tell me they moved. Yeah. So I don't know how long they moved, but I just went to the old clinic. Mm. Sorry, we moved. Sign was out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shoot, where is it? And thank goodness for GPS on cell phones these days. Yeah. You know, and then I got there fairly quickly. But yeah, know where they are. Make sure you're... Phone numbers are accurate, and you have the current address. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've been yeah. in respiratory distress, having trouble breathing oh, yeah. or choking or that like that, could that could have, have been yes. a lot of difference. Yes, definitely. Mm. So, yeah, know where to go. Yep. The contact information. Have a good up-to-date first aid kit. And we talked about this in a, another podcast when we talked about disaster preparedness. But have a good first aid kit and know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And... The first aid course will also teach you about many of those things, too. But know you how know what, to use what it. was nice when we mentioned I had to take my older Aussie to the vet is he, for whatever reason, couldn't walk or hold himself in a, any type of upright position. So my daughter and I took a blanket and used it as a sling, a sling and rolled him onto it. And mm-hmm. we're able to, each of us on one end, we're able to hold him that way mm-hmm. um, and got like him into stretcher. the car. Like a stretcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of things that'll be that are covered in a good class. Mm-hmm. Um, learning to do CPR. Uh, we actually have one of the uh, uh, dummies, <laughs> dog dummies, <laughs> Doby. We Doby call him Doby the dead dog because he looks like he's been run over by a <laughs> steamroller. He's kind of flat. <laughs> he's a very sad looking dog dummy. <laughs> Uh, CPR dog dummy. And after everybody gets over giggling and they actually start trying to practice and then feeling the breath mm-hmm. make the chest rise, there's a lot of nods of like, oh, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Because it may take a couple of times to get the technique right. And better to try it on a dummy dog. Never yeah. try to do CPR on a live dog who is breathing and whose heart is functioning. Yeah. <laughs> Extra asterisk if he's in pain. Yes, then you'll get bit. So but know, knowing how to put on an the, emergency the first, muzzle. The first, first step in CPR, whether it be for dog, cat, or person, is check to see if the creature, person, animal is breathing and has a heartbeat. If he's breathing and has a heartbeat, don't do CPR. Right. They don't need it, and it'll just annoy them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. ABCs. Yeah. Probably one of the more common, other than there's household accidents, 
getting into poisons, chewing on electrical cords. You know, there are things. Well, let's happen. let's talk about poisons because I had a bad run in with that uh, last oh, fall. Yeah. yeah. And at the beginning of this podcast, Kate talked about knowing what's normal, and that's how we knew something was wrong with Archer, our three-year-old Aussie. He was not acting right, and the symptoms came on relatively slowly. He just seemed a little off, and then he just seemed like his balance wasn't good. But over about 24 to 36 hours, it got significantly worse, and finally one day he jumped off the bed and did the splits with his back legs, and we realized that, wait a minute, something was really wrong. And then he went downhill very, very quickly. And it turned out, through much investigation and blood work and tests, that he'd gotten hold of a poisoned gopher. We didn't poison gophers, so he got hold of, it's called secondary poisoning, a gopher that had been poisoned. And he was a very, very sick dog. We almost lost him. But the initial symptoms were he just was off. He just wasn't mm-hmm. right. So paying attention to what's normal and any changes. is He barely made it as it was. And if you had waited until he was definitely sick. We'd have lost him for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We'd have lost him. But yeah, there was a point where we didn't think he was going to make it. I was in the vet's office sobbing on the poor dog's head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so paying attention to what's normal. Yep, exactly. I know, remember with the emergency with Kona... I just, he didn't come at the gate like every, he does every day, single day when I get home. And right away it was like, oh, that's not right. When he does it, you know, 99.9% of the time and the one day he's not there, I knew mm-hmm. something was wrong and yeah, he couldn't get up. And so you knew, you knew something was wrong. You knew how to check him. You knew how to transport him. Exactly. The only thing she didn't know was where emergency was. <laughs> yeah, that was the only problem. Yeah. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> And and you shared that knowledge with all of us. So yes, we won't make that exactly. That's a good point. Now another thing that people run into a lot is uh, bleeding. When is bleeding something that you can handle at home, and when is it an emergency? No, oh, I don't know. Like when my pup broke his jaw. <laughs> Boy, you've had most of the emergencies, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nick, Kate. Next time we'll teach the first aid class for you. I bet. <laughs> We don't need no stinking bullets. <laughs> no. <laughs> but again, unfortunately, it was a little miscommunication uh, between my German Shepherd and the puppy. And um, I remember uh, it happened quickly and blood everywhere from my mouth. And it's like, okay, first hold a puppy still to figure out where the bleeding is coming from. And then realized just a little tip of his jaw was uh, was uh, broken. And, uh, <laughs> Crooked. Things you know, were not where they were supposed to be. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> So it was, okay, settle me down, take a deep breath, settle the puppy down, and basically just took something, just wrapped, left his nose so it can breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's important. <laughs> yeah. And so kitchen towel just held it there to stop some of the bleeding and rushed him to the mm-hmm. emergency vet, because I knew where the emergency vet was at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Patris had a few paychecks go to the emergency vet clinic. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with dogs, you want to know how to restrain them safely for them and safely for you. Right. Yeah. Whether that means muzzle wrapping or doing something else. So you won't be able to help them a whole lot if you're also having to bandage yourself. Yep. Well, I think we need to take a break for our sponsors. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sit. 
Thursday. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. from experience feels like home for her enter the code doggy d-o-g-g-y and save 10 percent on orders of 65 dollars or more plus free shipping at petco.com ftd's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code DOGGYDOG at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com. Code word D-O-G-G-Y-D-O-G. Like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website petliferadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available got questions about your hound's health need the facts on Fido's fitness or food you want to unleash your pup's potential well you've come to the right place with win with dogs here we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends so sit Day and get ready to win with dogs with me Raquel Wynn exercise nutrition interaction and love make for one healthy happy hound give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me Raquel Wynn and win with dogs let's talk pets let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio Pet PetLifeRadio.com We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about emergency pet first aid. And we left off with bleeding, which is a common one. Now, cuts, scrapes, wounds, usually those are just oozing type bleeding. As a general rule, find out where the bleeding's coming from, take a look at the wound, put a thick gauze pad on it, or as patron Kate brought up, uh, perhaps a sanitary napkin if it's bleeding a lot. <laughs> yep. And it's important. Uh, uh, they didn't answer me if it should be the ones with wings or not, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't think you really need the wing. No, I think it's regular stuff. But put something on the wound and put pressure on it. Yeah. And see whether it 
stops and clots on its own. If the bleeding is in spurts, that's obviously a danger sign, and you need to get the dog to the veterinary clinic as quickly as possible and call them and let them know you're coming in. But still put pressure on the wound, but just don't expect that to stop on its own. Your your pet needs help. You know, I'm thinking you're right because I went Benji, the little palm, got injured too. And we had a little bite on the top of his head, under his thing, and had his little back tooth torn out. It was also a mouth injury. Yep. No problem. Teach it next time for you, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about breathing. We've talked about CPR. Not to do it on a dog who's breathing and has a heartbeat. How do you find a heartbeat on a dog? Oh, there you go. So knowing how to do that, something taught on the course, Mm -hmm. but being able to find a heartbeat in various places, because Mm -hmm. where if you only know one place, that might be an injury place. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the easiest places is inside the top of the thigh. Yes, I'm checking my dog right now. He does have a heartbeat. Oh, well, that's good, (laughs) since he looks like a dead dog in your lap. (laughs) Very relaxed and socialized. And having a feel for what's a normal heartbeat. Oh, and having a book along with your first aid kit, because... You need to know what medications are safe for humans and which are safe for dogs. They're not always the same thing. Right. And for those of of you who have dogs and cats, if it's safe for a dog, do not assume it's good for a cat. Cats are very, very sensitive to many things that dogs can have safely. Cats are a whole nother subject. One of the ones I keep just separate from mine is just like an aspirin. Just Uh aspirin for the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then mine's anything like the a leave or whatever. Yeah, right. Different. And don't give any of those to a cat. No. So there's a lot of stuff. When you set up your first aid kit, make sure you label. If you want to put in something that's human-specific or should not be given to dogs, mark it. Mark it on the label. Because mm-hmm. when you're in an emergency situation, you're not thinking straight at times. You want to be able to grab and know what it is right away. Mm-hmm. Make it very who's clear. Who's it for? Mm-hmm. Obviously, bandages work either way. But even there, you may not want... To grab for the stuff that's going to get hair, you want to put some bent, some gauze or something on first, and oh, then not, use the adhesive. Right, not yeah. tape and then try. It's to, real hard to put a bandaid on a dog. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just a bit. It's just you know, unless yeah. you've got a Mexican hairless. <laughs> yeah, Chinese crested. Not you, so. Walter. No, a little fuzzy boy here. And then, do you know how to muscle your dog if he's in pain? I can remember as a vet tech being called out on Adobe hit by car. Yeah. And pinned under the car. His leg had gotten enmeshed in the transmission, something under there. I wasn't even paying attention to that. But trying to work on the Stobie under the car. And he's in pain. And they're still moving that car around. And first thing I had to do was crawl under there and get a muscle on him. Yeah, yeah. Because he can't do anything. Get an IV. And then we had to have, like, grabbing people from the sidewalk. You, come over here. Hold this IV back up, you know. While we continued to work on him. So... But nobody could have helped him or gotten near him if he, unless if he, he was muscled first. Yeah. Before the emergency takes place, get your dog used to being handled. Oh, definitely. That comes back to socialization and training, which is one of our big deals. But do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A dog who is at least comfortable and relaxed about being handled when he's not in pain. There's no guarantee when he's in pain that he's still going to be relaxed and comfortable. Well, but he's a lot more on his way. And and every dog, any dog, has the potential of biting when they're scared and in pain. If they're hurt 
or sick or injured. Any dog can bite. Heck, a lot of people bite with it. <laughs> yeah, they have yeah. to do it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if they're not as stressed about being handled, right, then they're not going to be as hard to treat in an emergency too. Stress is harder to treat. Right, right. Makes the heart pound even harder. And if they've got any wound problems, yeah, then it's you don't have as much time to deal with it. And for our listeners, it's too bad this is internet radio a podcast and not TV because <laughs> Kate's dog Walter is in her arms on his back like a baby totally relaxed while she scratches his <laughs> chest and he just really really has such a hard life all four legs <laughs> and, laid out and of course and Melissa's 10-year-old rat terrier Dinky is curled up in a blanket half under her coat while <laughs> head, pa- buried. head buried while Petra and I are mean moms and our dogs <laughs> are, are on the floor. Oh, <laughs> cold floor. Oh, <laughs> so uh, dear. So what else does the uh, American Red Cross Emergency Pet First Aid class cover? Eye injuries are quite common with, with pups, with mm. dogs. Sticking their heads through branches, out the window. True. Flying objects. Or just playing around the yard like mine. Just <laughs> playing with each other. We just did a quick saline rinse and we were good. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Birds and foxtails, they're sort of half grooming and half first aid. But yeah. if you don't groom and check well for foxtails and burrs and cockle burrs and corkscrews. Well, and hey, that, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, Petra has experience with that too. She has a dog who groomed himself and ate them. And yeah. they got stuck in his jaws. Yeah. Mm. So he's such a good boy. I can now just open and try to pull him out and clean him up. Is he still getting him in there? Um, I haven't checked recently. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I looked at him today. I better check you now that the foxtails are out and about again. Yeah. But again, I check all of them. You know, Aussies and they're coated. And uh, just check because those little buggers can get in the skin. I mean, and then the German Shepherd would between the toes. They get between the toes and into the skin. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so some preventative first aid is doing some thorough grooming mm-hmm. because Every if any of those day. things get under the skin, then they're a mess. Exactly. And you've been there too. <laughs> yeah, I've been there too. Abscesses are no fun. To- and then what else? Let's see. Well, this thing that's very collapsed in my lap is the first dog I've ever had that ever got skunked. Oh, skunks. Thank goodness. <sighs> no experience there. No experience knock on wood. I, I wouldn't knock, knock on the on plastic. Wood. Yeah, knock on the real wood. <laughs> in my own backyard, he got skunked at midnight the oh. night before he was supposed to do a special presentation at the children's library. Oh, of course no. it would be midnight. Of course. But he was able to, the show did go on the next day, uh, grabbing for, you need a, a detergent, you need an acid, and then, so what I grabbed for was a soap detergent, the dishwashing soap. Dishwashing soap to cut the oil. Okay. You need an acid to counteract the smell. White vinegar was what I grabbed. Okay. Didn't have any tomato juice around, but that's also just an acid. And then baking soda makes it all foam up nicely so it gets down into the pores. <laughs> so Quite a chemical. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was sponging on this little... Foaming bath thing on him and letting it sit and doing it on the deck too, where he was rubbing on the deck as oh, I was getting everything to get ready. The smell out of there. So, yeah. So, we were sloshing mm-hmm. it on the deck on him, sloshing it on the deck mm-hmm. on him. It did take two or three applications out there at midnight. 
But uh, by the next day, (laughs) you could still smell it if you put your nose next to his skin. But from a distance of six inches, he was tolerable. So we're calling you if it happens to me. I'm calling you, Kate. Yeah. I mean, it happened to one of Deb's dogs, and her husband just, without thinking, just threw the dog in the swimming pool, which might have been a nice idea, but it didn't work. No, of course not. It wasn't enough to cut all the oil and stink. Yeah, funny. I haven't asked him what happened to his pool filter either. Oh, I'm sure they had to replace it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That way. Uh, but I'm thinking also in other parts of the country back east. When we live back east, we often ran, our dogs would, would run up with possums. Oh, sure. Uh, porcupines. Porcupines. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are well, well, let's talk about venomous critters. We've got snakes, spiders, scorpions, ticks. Uh, they're not venomous, but they can carry disease. If your pet gets bit or stung, what do you do? First thing, try to identify what it is. Oh, many snakes will bite, but not as many are venomous. Right. You know, if your pet gets bit by a gopher snake, it's no big deal. Just clean the bite wound and make sure it doesn't get infected. Of course, if it gets bit by a rattlesnake, that's something totally different. Or a copperhead. The nice thing about rattlesnakes is they do try to warn you. Yes. Now, not all dogs are smart enough to leave them alone. So then there's training. And and if the trainer in your area does a rattlesnake avoidance training, do it. Oh, worth it. Do it. Yeah. But uh, if at all possible, identify the critter that did the biting or the stinging so you can tell your veterinarian. Spiders, black widows, brown recluse, both of those could potentially kill a dog. Bigger dogs are more apt to survive, but if you've got a very small dog, a brown recluse could kill the dog. Mm-hmm. So it's important to recognize it right away. If you've squashed the spider, take a good look before you squash him. <laughs> or squash him just enough where he's dead and then bring it with you. Can you can <laughs> still identify him. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, not all black widows are black. Black widows can be... They're the, brownish colored. The too, typical yeah. is black with a red hourglass on the abdomen, but he can also just or she can just have a red dot mm-hmm. or red spots. There's also brown black widows. Yeah. And the males are much smaller, and they can have a white or a yellow spot, not the red hourglass. So just did some research on those for, for a writing project. So surprised me. I thought black widows were black with a red hourglass. But apparently there's varieties. Nice. Yeah. Scorpions. There are... Lots and lots and lots of different types of scorpions, mostly in the warmer climates. Here in Southern California, we've got them. But they're actually found all over the world, everywhere except the far north in Antarctica. They sting. They have that long tail that comes around and stings. All of them have some venom, but not all of them are deadly. But again, the smaller the dog, the more danger there is. So if your dog gets stung by a scorpion, catch the booger so that your veterinarian knows exactly what he's dealing with and get him to the vet right away. Every area has their own dangers. dangers. Know what they are Mm -hmm. and know what you're going to do about it. Exactly. If you or your pets run into one of those things. Mosquitoes can carry heartworm. Uh, Ticks can carry a variety of diseases, including Lyme disease. If you can use a safe, safe insecticide or pesticide. Here at the Kindred Spirits Training Yard, we use a lot of lavender because you spray some lavender on yourself and your dog, and that repels mosquitoes. 
that's very, very safe. But there's also some safe in insect sprays that you can use also, or citronella, or, you know, whatever works in your area. I know mosquitoes are pretty canny little critters. They can become accustomed to a lot of things. Same thing with ticks and fleas. And when you remove a tick, do be careful yourself. Don't get the blood on you, especially yeah. if you've got a wound on your there on are your finger. That are transmittable to oh, definitely, definitely. I think we we may not have mentioned plastic gloves earlier when talking about a first aid kit. No, it's oh, a nice thing to have yeah, on like when you're gloves. when you are removing a tick. Yeah, sure. So we've gone over a lot, not to give you a short course in first aid, but just to tell a little bit about what is involved in the American Red Cross emergency pet first aid course. A lot of dog trainers offer the course. Uh, Local Red Cross chapters offer it. Take a look at it. Go up to the American Red Cross website. See if you can find someone that teaches it in your area. It's usually very reasonably priced. You get a DVD and a book uh, with the course. You can purchase the book and DVD without taking the class, but it's really, really great to go. And the class is just four hours. Yeah. Well, and the books are dog first aid and cat first aid. Right. Right. So there's two. Yeah, one for each. So take a look at it. We strongly believe in it. We teach it here at least once a quarter. We've practiced it in real life emergency (laughs) situations. Especially Petra. Yeah. (laughs) Some of us more than others. (laughs) So take a look at the Red Cross website and, uh, and hopefully sign up for it. It's a good course. And no, we're not being endorsed by the Red Cross to do this. We just believe in the course. I believe in it. All my dogs are alive and well. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yes, we're all doing good. So that's it for us from It's a Doggy Dog World. We're signing off, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.